Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics, with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Well, Mark, great to be with you again on another episode of Informed Dissent, available on all podcast outlets, including Apple Podcasts. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, so tonight we got a a really awesome guest um, who's got a very fascinating story to tell us uh, that's not unique to him, but certainly it's an important story to hear about, and that's Derek Kinnison. And I met Derek because he currently works at uh, Church 412 with uh, with Pastor Tim Thompson. And I've been out there a couple times, and he runs security and keeps guests and, and, and churchgoers safe. Um, but Derek, welcome to Informed Dissent. Thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Absolutely. So I know you're in a kind of a very difficult situation. You were one of maybe millions that attended the January 6th rally in Washington, D.C., uh, and now, as a result um, of this so-called patriot purge, uh, you're caught up in the middle of it and struggling. So tell us a little bit about what happened. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I fully do agree with you. It was millions. It was millions who went out there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I went out there um, basically to do what um, both of you guys have seen me do at church and work security. Uh, there was obviously there was a lot of stabbings in D.C., um, couple weeks prior to January 6, 2021. Um, Antifa and BLM was going through, I believe it was December 12th, at a big rally that they had. Several people were stabbed. They are blending into the crowd. So a group of friends and I, we decided to go out there, take a road trip, figure it'd be kind of fun bonding, and then we'd be able to uh, be some extra eyes and ears out there and make sure that people can exercise their First Amendment protections and you know, not get stabbed. So that was kind of our intentions and um, went out there, did not enter the Capitol building at all. I'm not being charged with entering the Capitol building, Uh, did not have any conflicts with police. Otherwise, there would be obviously body cam footage of that. Uh, Didn't litter, throw trash on the ground, spit, anything like that. But um, long story short, uh, I'm being charged with five felonies. Five felonies. For showing up to what was mostly just a peaceful rally of people singing songs, listening to President Trump. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, for a lot of people out there, they're like, "Man, you're you're being charged with five felonies. You had to have done something." And you know, I'll just be frank with you guys: it's because I was part of a patriot group, and they they figured that anybody in a patriot group is going to be maybe the 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 top of the line of people who are going to stand up and speak out against tyranny and they just want to you know cut the head off of the snake as far as patriot groups they want to um scare other people from joining patriot groups they want patriot groups disbanded and you know like like i said did not step one foot inside that building they know i didn't didn't fight with police literally had a backpack full of medical gear we did set up a triage station for people who were getting pepper sprayed hit with rubber bullets beat with batons you know we did treat several several people the backpack i had on was strictly 100 percent medical gear uh had a lot of money invested into that fbi uh fbi hasn't given that back yet but um yeah that's that's what i did on january 6th and um so you said five felonies specifically what are the charges against you so um basically 
you know, I got to be careful how I word certain things because, you know, obviously it's still a, you know, ongoing investigation and trial. But yeah, I am being charged with conspiracy because traveled with some friends. So that's conspiracy, um, obstruction of justice. Oh. So I'm not sure how I can obstruct Congress while I'm standing outside the building. I'm, I'm a micro percentage of people who are charged with that charge who did not go inside the building. Um, uh, disorderly conduct and let me see trespassing and the fifth one is actually i was part of a chat group of people who traveled from california to dc there were a few people on there that can you know kind of said some said some harsh things and that it was a time specific chat group um for everybody to meet up on the day of january 6th um for people to work security to walk all the people from california um, over to the uh, ellipse rally for a specific time date you know rendezvous and uh, long story short we didn't make that rendezvous with them so i left the chat group well that is also i'm being charged with felony for that saying i um, uh, deleted destroyed evidence from a grand jury investigation um so yeah, I so see. so the the two charges that that I face that most people have, and you know, one of one of your friends has the same charges um, for trespassing and disorderly conduct. Everybody has those as misdemeanors, but um, we're also being indicted with a couple guys who started that chat group from Orange County, and one of those gentlemen had mm. a pocket knife, and so they gave us all deadly weapons charges, which enhances those misdemeanors into felonies. So currently, non-consecutive wow. max sentencing, I'd be facing 80 years in prison and uh, $1.25 million in, in fine. So you, you mentioned patriot groups. Is there a specific patriot group that you were part of, or you just mean groups of people that were patriotic showing up showing up in dc well basically you know everybody hears about the proud boys and oath keepers they're they're all over the news um so those are kind of like the big two there's also uh patriot groups called three percent difference between three percent groups and the others is the others have national they have national leadership they're a national group um nationwide versus three percent is all kind of grassroots it's bottom up um the biggest that a three percent group can grow is statewide um and there's multiple different types of three percent groups to my knowledge there's at least five different three percent groups in california where i live so um you know so it's a real small thing but they saw three percent the u.s attorneys got excited the fbi the doj they thought they had something big and you know, they they stormed my house. They they raided me. They wouldn't show me a warrant till about an hour and a half into the raid. You know, they came in guns blazing and flashbangs, um, robots, drones. I mean, you know, like I was Osama bin Laden. Wow, that's insane. And at the at the DC rally, were there was there a video of you doing anything that they allegedly you do alleged you did? No, I mean I, I didn't do anything violent, uh, anything like that. I literally stood outside of the building. Um, I was in vicinity of open doors. I had a close friend with me. The rest of our group got separated. Close friend, he looked at the open doors. He said, "What do you think?" I said, "I, I don't like it." I, I think it's a trap. I think they want to 
you know, maybe get people in there and lock the doors. I, they got tunnel systems, you know. I, I said, yeah, I think it's trapped. And my buddy agreed, and we didn't go inside the building. So, obviously, the government has unlimited resources, financial resources, and attorneys to level these charges and to adjudicate this case. Um, how, how are you paying for your legal fees and, uh, and how are you surviving against this government uh, monstrosity? Well, I've, I've had some awesome, awesome uh, um, donors for my, uh, my legal fundraiser. Uh, my church has stepped up, did a really, really, really great fundraiser for me and, and another gentleman. Um, you know, I, God's blessed me with some assets to sell. So, you know, sold some assets and just kind of reconfigured my life a little bit. And that's how I'm, I'm getting to pay for these, for these lawyers. Um, uh, I am actually, uh, outside of the criminal stuff, I am actually named in a, a lawsuit by Capitol Police. It's a civil lawsuit with only 34 defendants ranging, ranging from Donald Trump, Roger Stone, on down to me and, and my poor buddies. So we are fighting a, a, a another battle in that civilly. I, I know you do some work with uh, Church 412. Do you also work outside the church? Yeah, I run a I run a little small business and just kind of kind of do do handiwork here and there. And if, if somebody wanted to help you, do you have a website or a mechanism by which they can donate or find you or reach out for help? Yeah, I'm on the Give Send Go. So it's the website Give Send Go. It's a Christian crowdfunding site, and it's Give Send Go forward slash, and it's my name, which is Derek D E R E K. Last name is K I N N I S O N. Derek Kinnison. Okay, Give Send Go, Derek Kinnison, and you can make a donation there to to help Derek with his legal fees, uh, etc. Yeah. Do your attorneys believe that you've got a good shot at uh, at fighting this off and winning? Well. Um, so uh, I, I was raided by the FBI in February of 2021. Uh, they had a 120-day warrant. I was not charged with anything that day. Uh, I, I respectfully told them I would be happy to, to cooperate with their investigation, but I would need to speak with counsel before giving them a statement, so I did not give them a statement. Um, I, did, uh, I did find an attorney. I spoke with this attorney. He was nice enough to sit down with me for about 90 minutes, this attorney has been a criminal defense attorney for over 25 years, and I laid out everything. I laid out everything for an hour and a half, said this, that, you know, if and but, this would be their angle. Okay, I'm a patriot group. Everybody, you know, thinks patriot groups are scary and anti-government and all this. I laid it all out there, and with all his experience, he kind of chuckled, and he's like, I don't think they have anything against you, you know, but take my card in case you hear something, and, you know, lo and behold, year and a half later, here we are, you know, and then, and I also just recently got to meet um, uh, uh, Michael Franchise, who was, uh, who was uh, part of the Colombo crime family, I worked security for him at a speaking event, and that man's been indicted seven times, and has lived uh, quite the interesting life, and I had a chance to briefly speak with him about my situation and I said yeah maybe I should have you sign my indictment and he was like what, what's going on I let him know and let him know about 80 years max prison and 1.25 million dollars in fines and he's like what for January 6th and 
to the point where he stopped what he was doing. He went and found his wife, interrupted her conversation and said, Babe, this man right here, this man's facing 80 years for January 6th. You know, and he's like, you got to fight it. You got to fight it, man. You got to fight it. So speaking of fighting it, has have, have they has the government made an offer for you to settle? So um, it's actually kind of strange. I mean, that's that's what they want. They this is a scare tactic. They want everybody to settle. And there's been, uh, you know, about 850 people charged now. And my last count was about 240 or so have taken plea deals. Um. In this case, they they state that they only have an appetite for a felony. So that being said, like I couldn't, you know, like I couldn't get a misdemeanor plea deal. It would only be a felony. Well, if, for a felony plea deal, from what I've seen in other cases, is five years in prison. You know, five to seven. So, I mean, that's, that's the odds. And you also lose your second amendment rights. Yeah. I was a concealed. You lose your second amendment rights. You, you lose your right to vote. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've already lost my, my second amendment. It's just, um, you know, I am very blessed to be out on bonds. I will, I will, I will definitely state that because there are guys who are not, don't have a trial date set yet. And they've been in jail since January, February 21. They're still in jail right now. So I am truly blessed, but yeah, they, they took my, um, took my second amendment protections i i was a concealed carry holder so that shows you what my my record my record's clean um yeah i mean it's just so so because you're being charged you no longer can own a firearm yeah and uh, uh what, what happened to what happened to innocent until proven guilty yeah well and 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 another thing that was just really really weird is you know part of my bond release is i have to maintain employment and like I said, I do I do have my own little small business, but I also have a, a commercial truck driver's license. Well, lo and behold, um, they pulled my hazardous materials endorsement off my driver's license. And it's because mm. it's through the TSA. So they pulled my passport. They pulled my hazmat endorsement. You know, no Second Amendment anymore. No First Amendment Can anymore. Can you fly? Um, I could fly. Um, I don't have the real ID, so... You know, I don't have a passport anymore, so I couldn't just jump on a plane tomorrow. But I need to get the real ID. Um, from what I've been told, is I can't print out boarding passes at home. I have to go up there and basically I have to get there at least two hours before the flight because I'm going through about 90 minutes of uh, security. This sounds incredibly stressful. How are you and your wife and your family handling this? Uh, you know, I mean, we, we just got to give all grace and glory to God. You know, he's, he's given us strength and comfort to, to fight this. And, I mean, with, without him, yeah, I'd, I'd be losing it. You know, um, my, my hair would be gone. I mean, it's a little gray, but it'd be totally gone. Um, yeah, just the, the stress would be immense, you know. Do you regret going to January 6th and showing up there? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, with, with the circumstances, obviously, you know, but God places us here for such a time as this. And, you know, uh, they may try to say, okay, well, you guys went out there because you were looking for Antifa, you know. And, and I think a lot of patriots were expecting, you know, busloads of Antifa and there's going to be fights and this and that. Well, I mean, that wasn't the case because all the Antifa is dressed as Trump supporters and patriots. But we did see one young kid who had the Antifa colors, he had a beanie that was half red and half black. 
And we looked and we said, dude, you're, you're Antifa. You're Antifa. Oh, no. I said, dude, we know those colors, man. You're Antifa. You know, what, what are you doing? Why are, why are you flying those colors out here? And he's like, oh, I'm just seeing what's going on. You know, I'm 18. I said, dude, take that beanie off, man. He's walking around with a camera. And I said, dude, take that beanie off. Yeah, and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I said, dude, remember that some patriots saved you today because there, there are other people out here hunting for you. And if they saw those colors, you're lucky you ran into us. You know, if they saw those colors, man, they'd tear you to pieces. It's like, yeah, 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 thank you, thank you, man, thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. And, and you know, I looked at the dude and said, man, do you know Jesus? And he kind of looked at me funny and he's all, well, my mom, you know, uh, I said, dude, I'm not talking about your mom, man. I'm talking about you, man. You know Jesus because you're out here looking to see what's going on, looking for something in life. You know, maybe maybe that's the route you should go. You know, so, I mean, there were just so many miracles that, that, that actually happened out there. You know, just so many. I mean, I, just hours worth of miracles. But, I mean, this is, so much happened out there. Got to meet so many cool people, just regular average shows, but so I got to meet the Cajun Navy, you know, the guys that went through during Hurricane Harvey and stuff, man, those guys, they got gold teeth, I mean, just got to meet some, some characters, you know, so, yeah, do I, do I regret it? No. God, God places us here for such time as this. Has your perspective about the U.S. government changed? Unfortunately, you know, un- unfortunately, I, I mean, this this feels like I'm going through like a bad divorce or something. You know, it's like, man, I really love, you know, really, really, you know, I still really love my country, and you know, being a patriot is not about, you know, loving your your government and all the actions that they do. It's you know, loving your country and and its foundation and. You know, guys like us, we're originalists, and we we hold that the Constitution is not a living, breathing document that can just forever change and morph. You know, we want it held to the original, and they call us anti-government for that. And, and it's like, no, you guys are actually the ones that seceded from the Constitution because you guys are just, just perverting everything. So, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just seeing this full weight of the government, and... Like I said, it's, it's it's not just me. Uh, there's there's at least somewhere around about forty five guys who are still locked up. Um, you know, four people, four patriots lost their lives on January sixth. You know, everybody knows about Ashley mm-hmm. Babbitt. I've been speaking with with her husband, her widow. Um, you know, I, I, I told him, I said, man, I'm, I'm facing all kinds of prison time, but man, I wouldn't want to trade places with you if it meant my freedom. You know, you lost your wife, you know, your wife was murdered on national TV in front of the whole country. Everybody's seen that video. It's horrible, you know, and, and there Mm -hmm. were, there were three other patriots. There were two gentlemen that, uh, Benjamin Phillips and Kevin Greeson, who lost their lives because of all the flashbang grenades that the police were lobbing, not at the front lines, but deep, deep into the crowd. And they both suffered heart attacks. Um, and there was Roseanne Boyland, who was, uh, who was severely beaten by police and then uh, trampled on. She was as- asphyxiated, and they tried to cover it up, saying she overdosed on drugs. You know, it's just there's so much. I mean, there was a there was another gentleman, uh, Derek Fargo, who was uh, pushed off of a uh, you know like a two story uh, you know two story stairwell by Capitol Police, and just 
it, that's it's not getting out there. So, I mean, there's just just a lot. I mean, people's lives have been ruined. There was a young a young kid named Matthew Perna. Uh, he was, I believe, 23. He took a plea deal, and they pushed his sentencing for his plea. He took a misdemeanor plea deal. They pushed his sentencing so far out, and then they said, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, revoke the plea deal because we're going to seek extra charges against you. You know, he had already signed the plea deal. So it's like they're making up the rules as, as they go along and he couldn't take it. And he went out into his garage and took his own life. And, you know, it's, it's just horrible. It's horrible. How many people's lives people are losing jobs to, to the people that I traveled with lost jobs. And the other gentleman I traveled with was illegally evicted from his house because of this and this is in california where there's a moratorium on evictions he was current on his rent but they said that he uh he he committed hate crimes on or about the premises and somehow was illegally evicted have you been followed at all derek or have your phones tapped are you worried that people are watching you and that your privacy is being invaded oh i'm i'm quite sure i'm quite sure that the the phones are tapped um you know i mean the fbi spent spent about four hours inside of my house i mean i'm worried that that my house is tapped um, I mean, as far as have I seen anybody following me? Not, not really. Um, you know, but just the the surveillance. I mean, they they can they can turn on the the camera and the microphone in your cell phone at any time. So I mean, it's like I don't think they need to even follow us now. Right. You know, there's a lot of people that are going through this. Not not you, uh, Mark, and I have a of a dear friend who's about to head off and spend 60 days in jail. What's, what, what's your message to all these people that feel alone and are frightened and uh, are up against this government monstrosity? What's your message to them? Um, just, uh, and we, we, we got to keep fighting. You know, God calls us to, uh, to be the salt and light and, and we're to occupy and, until his return, you know, um, um, I just look at like like Christ's disciples, you know. After Christ was crucified, his disciples they didn't start taking plea deals and you know trying to lie their way out to you know deal with the Romans. They s- stood up for what they believed in, you know. For for believers, this uh, this life isn't the only life we get, and we're already fighting from a victory. So they can destroy this life, but they can't destroy the next one for sure. You know, um, just just open up that book. You know, that that books are our, our guidelines, and you know, you'll get the the comfort and the peace out of it for sure. You know, I mean, it's hard. I I don't want this. I don't. You know, so weird. It's it's just so weird. You know, this whole situation, and you know, our right to a speedy trial act, um, Sixth Amendment is is seventy days. You know, I was indicted June 9th of uh, 2021, so I'm well over a year. Yeah, that's it. that seems crazy, Mark. From a Mark, from a psychological standpoint, um, obviously this is this is a battle that that Derek and others are going through, and it's very very stressful. Um, what are some strategies for people dealing with life stresses like this that they really can't control, and the end result is is unknown? Well, you know, I think, Derek, what you said earlier 
uh, about not wanting to uh, join in with the plea bargain group, I, I think is an important point because what happened to Simone Gold was she signed a plea agreement to drop the felony charges and agreed with the misdemeanor with the understanding, although it wasn't legally codified, that she would be given a fine. And the judge, uh, who is corrupt in her case, decided to uh, set an example for her and punish her for political speech uh, because he is um, apparently, and I'm saying this because I'm just judging him by his actions, I don't know him personally, he is um, beholden to a politician rather than to the rule of law. And so she's now going to jail. Uh, 60 days is, is nothing to sneeze at, but um, certainly not 80 years. And I think that uh, well, I mean, that's 60 days for a misdemeanor. It, well, it's, it's a completely unjust. It's a complete miscarriage of justice for, for, for essentially and, speaking and, out. And they gave her a $10,000 fine, and one of her stipulations is uh, she can't apply for any credit without, without notifying the, the court. I didn't know that. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's weird, you know. Yeah, there, there are other people that have had her same charge and you know the fines are usually like five hundred dollars and they stuck her with ten thousand dollars well i think that this is a, a good example of the dangers of capitulating to a mob uh, and certainly to a group of people that you can no longer trust to obey justice and this is why i'm, I'm mentioning this as an example because I think that a lot of people on, on many levels, you know, coerced into getting mRNA injections, uh, coerced into uh, plea bargains that wind up stabbing them in the back, you wind up losing the battle of standing up for yourself when you capitulate. And so I, I think that what I would say to people who are under significant stress and who are being threatened is that rather than capitulating in order to receive what may wind up being a raw deal, what they really should be doing is reasserting their strength by looking towards people that they can trust, like what you did with the fundraisers and finding a strong community, because those are the people that are actually going to stand up for you. And when you turn rather towards the jailer for mercy, uh, I think you've already lost the fight, regardless of how he treats mm -hmm. you. And this is something that's not difficult, it's not easy, I should say, to do, because the, the jailer is promising you relief. Uh, it's like the interrogator who says, if you just give us the information you need, we'll stop the waterboarding. And his interests and yours are not aligned. And so I, I believe that it's really important from a psychological point of view for people to, to not give in to those whose interests don't align with yours, hoping that somehow they're going to save your butt, but rather to realign yourself with people whose interests uh, do match yours. And it doesn't mean that you're going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to win the battle, but it, but it means that you, you are going to feel a sense of uh, consistency, value, um, uh, strength from holding up, uh, holding to your principles. And so the end result uh, winds up being less important than the road that you're traveling. Uh, that's what I would say to people uh, who are in a difficult psychological position. And I'm not saying that it's easy, but I think this is really the only, uh, the only possible uh, road out. Absolutely. That, that is excellent. Excellent. Advice. Have you, by the way, Derek, I, one it. more question. I just wanted to ask because it's on my mind that uh, 
His name is um, uh, Christopher Burgard. He, he filmed a documentary that I saw before it came out, actually, six months ago, called Capital Punishment, which is specifically about this, uh, this miscarriage of justice. I wanted to know, Derek, have you seen the documentary? And, and if you have, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, um, I'm in the documentary, actually. I, I, I had a pretty fantastic beard. At the That's time, why I didn't recognize yeah, you. I was, I was in that documentary. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah, I was the, the the big goofy looking guy with a beard. But um, yeah, I was I was there. Um, I was there actually at the um, at the uh, the God, premiere God out of Godspeak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing you there, Doctor Barkey, and uh, Doctor Gold was there. Um, yeah, um, those guys, uh, Chris Burgard, Nick Searcy, those guys are great. You know that documentary, Capital Punishment, the movie they definitely dig into so many people's personal lives that this is affected and at the time that that was filmed I hadn't yet been indicted I'd been raided by the FBI brutally but had not been indicted at that time and you know so much you know so much changed afterwards but they said so many people were so afraid that they were calling them like hey pull my footage I don't I don't want to be in your documentary mm. and you know yeah, uh, just had to had to keep going for it, you know. Um, friend of mine who was, uh, you know, we were simultaneously raided. We live in the same city, and yeah, they had a hundred people at his house, hundred people in my house. You know, flashbangs. Um, you know, I I I was a fortunate one that I woke up and went outside at all my other friends because you know the four of us were simultaneously raided. They all had their houses breached. Um, I had my back fence breached. They were about to breach my uh, bedroom window before I came out. But yeah, capital punishment. Um, we're able to get them some of the some of the security camera footage, things like that. And yeah, um, tremendous. You know, uh, great film. I recommend everybody check that out for sure because it it's been shadow banned horribly. Fox News that everybody loves. Fox News won't touch it. Newsmax that everybody loves. Newsmax won't touch it. So um, yeah, definitely, uh, it's it's got to be good. It's got to be good if it's getting banned that much. Absolutely, I think that's the whole point: is to make Americans afraid uh, to stand up and to force people to back down, make them feel isolated, make them feel scared, and force them to to give up and to and to plea bargain. Yes, I agree. Yeah, Derek, that's exactly what this is. Derek, give us your give us the coordinates again where people can donate if they'd like to help you. It's uh, givesendgo.com forward slash Derek Kinnison, D-E-R-E-K-K-I-N-N-I-S-O-N. Great. And for those of you listening, we'll put the, uh, the link in our show notes. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can just scroll down. And by the way, when you're listening, scroll down and leave a review. Uh, send us an email. Uh, we read all of them and respond to all of them that are sent. And uh, by all means, uh, please uh, reach out to Derek and, uh, and help him out. It's incredibly expensive to try to fight the government. Even if it's a few dollars, every little bit will help him. So Derek, thank you very much for coming on Informed Dissent. We really appreciate giving you an opportunity to tell your story. And so our audience, which is pretty broad now throughout the world, not just the United States, can hear what's going on. Hopefully we'll give people a little bit more courage to stand up, uh, to gather with others uh, in a communal way, 
that are like-minded so they don't feel alone, hopefully turn back to their religious organizations, their churches, their synagogues, and so forth for spiritual support. So God bless you, Derek. Godspeed to you, and, and, and thank you for telling your story. Thank you guys both for having me on. i got a lot of respect for you guys. You've been listening to Informed Dissent with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics.